This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, listener. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. And today I want to talk about emotions. (laughs) You know, those things that so many of you want to avoid. And honestly, I can still even raise my hand and say that sometimes I don't want to feel my feelings either. And 2020 really has us in a position of either leaning into what we're feeling or doubling down on the activities and behaviors that cause us to numb out how we're feeling. And I can say, you know, when I've talked about this in previous episodes, that some days I get tired. I feel tired from navigating all the things that we've all been asked to navigate this year. The decision fatigue is real, navigating homeschooling, parenting, taking care of ourselves, getting enough rest. You know, these are all things that are standard practices in my day. But, you know, in 2020, even I have been asked to go deeper with my rest and to go deeper with my physical and emotional well being. So I wanted to kind of talk about what emotions are through my interpretation, why they're so powerful, and what it means to get stuck in your emotions versus simply allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling. So I want to start by saying that emotions really are just energy in motion, and energy needs to move. So if you are experiencing... (laughs) Well, let's just say 2020, like the rest of us you are experiencing a variety of emotions, but if you're not actually allowing yourself to express what you're feeling, whether it's grief, frustration, anger, confusion, sadness, there's a whole host here, and gratitude, joy, we can experience the entire spectrum It's, uh, you know, just because 2020 has been a very unusual year doesn't mean that we're not experiencing the gamut. But as I was saying, emotion is just energy in motion, which means it needs to move. It needs to be felt. So what happens when we don't move this emotion? What happens when we shut this energy down by getting into habits like controlling, trying to control or getting into fear or numbing out on social media or just keeping ourselves so busy so that we don't have to deal, right? So avoidance is one way that many of my clients use to not express what they're feeling. So this is the difference between being stuck in your emotions versus allowing them. So when you get 
stuck into behaviors that don't serve you, whether they're, you know, codependent behaviors or whether they're, you know, what we call process addictions, like I said, social media, shopping. How many of you put have put a million things in your Amazon cart or on any other shopping site and then just abandoned cart, right? You've lost an hour there or more of your time and you didn't actually even buy anything. Or maybe you bought things and then they arrived and you thought, why did I buy these? So that's what it looks like to be stuck in your emotions. When these behaviors start to take over your life, Again, people-pleasing, control, approval-seeking, numbing out by being busy, shopping, social media, drinking, alcohol. There's a whole gamut of ways we avoid feeling what we're feeling. That is actually being stuck in your emotions because your emotions now are keeping you trapped. So you're trying to not feel them, but now you're getting caught in behaviors that end up making you feel worse than if you'd actually allowed yourself to tune into and express what you were feeling. And I get it. I mean, who wants to feel frustrated? Who wants to feel angry? I've even had clients say to me, Lisa, I'm not an angry person. So I want to say to you that unless you are a cyborg, you came with the entire spectrum of emotions. (laughs) So... You can't just say, well, I don't have that emotion. Sorry, I don't feel that emotion ever. It's like when people say, well, I don't ever experience shame. I call BS because again, if you're getting caught in these numbing behaviors, you are trying to avoid shame often. So we are all hardwired to feel and emotions are neither good or bad. They simply are emotions. So they are like colors on a rainbow. You need the entire color spectrum to create this magical rainbow. If it was just, you know, one blue stripe in the sky, it wouldn't be as spectacular as seeing all the different colors. So imagine what would be possible for you if you stopped labeling your emotions as good or bad and stopped trying to avoid them. So for instance, when you're feeling happy, when you're having a great day and you're feeling happy and grateful, you don't suddenly start to get into questioning why you're feeling that way, nor do you suddenly start to look for ways that you can feel less happy. Oh my gosh, I'm having an amazing day. So I think I'll go watch a you know, horror movie so that I can feel scared and anxious, said nobody ever. We embrace those days when we're feeling happy and grateful and just, you know, generally upbeat about life. But look at how we react when you get into those emotions that people label as bad. We do everything in our power to avoid feeling them. Now, here's the key with emotions is just allow them. So similar to waves on the ocean, your emotions are going to roll in and roll out. If you just allow yourself to acknowledge, wow, today I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling tired, you can then simply ask yourself, okay, so this is what I'm feeling. I'm not going to judge it. And what can I do in this moment to support myself feeling better? You see the difference between what can I give myself in this moment to support myself feeling better versus how can I get away from feeling how I'm feeling? How can I numb this out? How can I turn this off? How can I make this go away? 
when you acknowledge what you're feeling, allow it to be there. Don't give it any meaning. Don't make what you're feeling wrong and simply show up for yourself as you would for your best friend or your kids saying like, how can I be there for myself? Those emotions will simply move. They will not hold you hostage. They will not keep you trapped. Now, this is why so many of you listening struggle with this, and this was why I struggled with this as well. I did not grow up in a family where we talked about our emotions. I was not taught about emotional fluency. I was not encouraged to express how I was feeling. You know, I don't have specific memories of anything, but I have witnessed so often parents with kids saying, you know, just suck it up, just, you know, stop crying or don't be so dramatic or why are you so emotional? Why can't you just get over it? Be strong, right? Big girls don't cry. Boys don't cry. There's this whole gamut. So from a young age, so many of us were taught that it wasn't okay to feel what we were feeling. And what I want to share with you about that is And I want you to think about this for yourself as well. When you are around somebody who is sad, say they've lost somebody that they loved and they're in deep grief, or you're witnessing your kid, maybe, because this is an example from my own life. He didn't make the sports team he wanted, and he was really, really devastated. Quite often, when we are around other people who are expressing emotions, that requires us to be comfortable being in the presence of witnessing what somebody else is feeling. So to bring this back to what I was just talking about, when you were younger and you were expressing emotion, quite often our parents struggled to just be present to what we were feeling because they didn't have the emotional fluency. They didn't have the language to say this is okay. And if you as an adult now are showing up and somebody else is feeling a certain way and you're trying to fix them or make them feel better, that's not about fixing them or making them feel better. That's about you, you trying to soothe your own discomfort of being present to somebody else's emotion. And this is why we struggle to be with our own emotion because we weren't taught how to be with emotion when we were young. And other people who are around us, when we were expressing ourselves fully, because there was a period of time when you were, because we these are all learned behaviors to shut this down, the people around you were not okay with you feeling what you were feeling. So they projected their stuff onto you, right? Suck it up, buttercup. And you learned it wasn't okay to feel what you're feeling. So we've learned to stuff our emotions and numb our emotions out to avoid judgment, not just judgment from other people, but we're also judging ourselves for feeling what we're feeling. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've had to say to myself and to my clients, like, it's okay for you to feel what's here. It's okay for you to express that you're tired and give yourself permission to slow down. It's okay for you to express that there is a level of grief this year that more people have not acknowledged than have acknowledged. Okay, 2020 has a very deep level of grief. We have all learned a lot of things 
about the world. We've all had a lot of our quote unquote freedom stripped away. We're having to live with a lot of uncertainty, which the irony is the certainty was never there. But when it's really held up into the light, that causes a lot of pain and suffering for people. And we're witnessing things shifting around the world. And I don't know about you, but I'm deeply empathetic. I care a lot about what I see going on in the world. And it's this razor's edge that I walk between getting stuck in my emotions of feeling sad all the time and coming back to that center and trusting that everything is going to work out because it always does. So learning to be with your emotions for many of us, because we don't have this emotional fluency, there's a real feeling of, if I feel my feelings, right? So I've said this to myself, and you may have said this to yourself as well. If I start to cry, if I start to allow myself to feel this grief or this sadness or this frustration or this anger, I'm never going to stop being or feeling sad, angry, frustrated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that is the myth, Right? But by trying to hold on to control, we have no control. Control is an illusion. However, if we do allow yourself, like if you simply allow yourself to express and feel what you're feeling, just like those waves on the ocean, it's going to dissipate. And 20 minutes later, after you've you know just said the things or written in your journal, like how angry you are about something, or you've allowed yourself to fully have a cry and just express yourself without any judgment, you will feel better. Because again, that energy now has moved. This is why my physical well-being is such a priority to me, specifically around movement. Because when I'm moving, it helps me process my emotions. I move them through my body. And this can be with dance. It can be with working out. It could be going for a simple walk. Now, again, there's a difference between me going into the gym and trying to numb out what I'm feeling versus being fully present to what I'm feeling and allowing my workout to help me move that emotion. There have been many a time where I've been in the gym where I've had to stop because there's been something that's been on my mind. And as I'm working out, I can feel that emotion well up and I just need to give it a little bit of space. Not the most convenient place to have a quick cry, but you know what? There's no shame in my game because I'm more concerned about making sure that I don't push stuff down and it's going to come out where it comes out. And if that makes somebody else uncomfortable, that is not my problem or my concern. Okay, so I want you to really think about how stuffing down your emotions is creating chaos in your life. So, where are you not giving yourself permission to acknowledge and feel what you're feeling? And how is that suppressed emotion showing up in your life? Are you finding you're yelling at your kids more? Are you finding that you are very short-tempered? Are you exhausted and feeling just kind of at the end of your rope? Are you suddenly really over-functioning, right? As we get closer and closer to the holiday season, do you find your list of to-dos getting longer and longer instead of getting shorter and shorter? Have you been working longer hours, burning the candle at both ends, Have you been taking care of yourself? Are you eating well or are you treating your body like an afterthought? Have you been pouring yourself a glass of wine at the end of every night 
just to create some relaxation. Do you need a glass of wine to relax? These memes around it's wine o'clock for moms and the only way to get through momming is drinking wine is so incredibly problematic in my interpretation because we're not actually just getting present to the fact that being a mom can feel hard and frustrating sometimes. And maybe we just need to be honest and talk about it instead of buying into this. Well, let's just have a mom wine culture. Anyways, are you getting into caretaking, right? You've got your hands on everybody else's stuff as a way to avoid being with your own. Are you procrastinating, stuck in perfectionism, especially the holiday season? I mean, I can't remember. I have one specific girlfriend and she would get so like everything just had to be perfect over the holidays. She would literally like be so strung out because her her holiday decorations had to be a certain way and cards had to look a certain way and everything had to be just this like picture perfect. But she was doing it in an effort to feel good enough and to cover up that there were so many things going on in her life that just were not okay. Or maybe you're chronically into people pleasing, right? Saying yes to all the things right now, again, as a way to avoid. So this episode really is to just ask you to tune in, hand over heart, take a deep breath, breathe it out. And ask yourself, how are you feeling? And if you could do that simple practice, you know, three times a day and start tuning into, well, what am I feeling? What am I expressing? What is here for me right now without judgment? And simply allow yourself to get present to it. That is self-care, right? So we talk about self-care as all these different things you can do, but self-care as a way of being is caring enough about yourself to ask yourself how you're feeling and then not judging it or making it wrong and understanding it's just energy and we are hardwired to feel. So on that note, I hope you are feeling well today. My wish is that you know, the men and women that I continue to support in this world no longer feel trapped by their emotions so that they can get out into the world and make the impact that they want to make. Because ladies and gentlemen, when we are trapped in our emotions, we can't show up as the best versions of ourselves because we don't even know who we are. You end up wearing all these layers that don't represent who you are at your core. And we need to start learning how to tune in and tap into our emotions, not as something to avoid, but as guideposts to help lead us, to help us make better decisions, to help us ask ourselves better questions about how we can support ourselves. And the truth of the matter is, if you don't learn how to navigate your entire spectrum of emotion, those feelings of great joy and gratitude, you won't fully be able to access them either. Because in order to access joy, you need to be able to access grief. You have to be able to do both. Otherwise, you're going to continue to numb out and live in the middle, which is pretty beige. And I don't know about you, but if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you are not here to lead a beige life. So on that note, thank you for tuning in again to another episode. 
And I look forward to being back in your earbuds next week. If this episode resonated with you, make sure you head over to Instagram, drop me a DM and share. I'd love to know. Also, we are going to be opening up something very, very special for those of you who are on the wait list for weight loss from within. I know the holidays can be incredibly challenging to navigate. This year is even more different than any other year we've had in the past. So I am going to be offering up something extra special only for people on the wait list for weight loss from within. So even if you're not 100% sure if that program is right for you, I encourage you to get on the wait list so that when this opportunity opens up, you will consider joining us. Because it really is, you know, weight loss from within and, and all the work that I do with my clients it really has to do with you knowing yourself better. It's not really about your physical weight. It's about the relationship that you're having with yourself. And I'm here to nurture you and guide you into creating a very healthy and a deeply connected relationship with yourself. So I would love if you would join us and you can access that at lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WFW waitlist. So I look forward to being in your earbuds next episode. And until then, take good care of you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt that total soul-wrenching, undeniable pull that something in your life needed to change? Listen up, you can be incredibly successful and yet not see yourself as successful. In fact, for many of my clients, it takes me pointing out that they're high achievers for them to even see this in themselves. Most of my clients have never taken the time to pause and acknowledge their accomplishments because they're too busy focusing on the next thing they want to get after. I often joke that they set a high bar for themselves, but as soon as they get close to reaching it, they simply raise the bar. Perhaps you can relate. It's the never ending cycle that perpetuates the story that they're not there yet. More often than not, they also genuinely believe they haven't done enough. You probably love setting and accomplishing goals, have no problem getting things done, know what it means to embrace the hustle and working your ass off might be your status quo. What the women who are part of my community come to realize is that no amount of doing is going to give you the feeling of fulfillment you're looking for. What makes this realization more painful is feeling the impact your choices are having on your physical and emotional well-being. The deep gut level knowing that you need to make a change in your life has nothing to do with how much you've accomplished on paper or how successful you appear to someone looking at you from the outside. You might be feeling burnt out because you struggle with boundaries that support you feeling good. Maybe you have a gorgeous, healthy family, but don't feel like you're really connected to your kids. Maybe you're slowly starting to realize that you're overly dependent on that glass of wine to unwind, catch yourself mindlessly eating, or worse yet, forgetting to eat. Coffee is a staple and hours can disappear as you scroll social media mindlessly. You're probably burning the candle at both ends because when everyone goes to bed, you stay up late to have you time. 
basically you're starting to realize you're numbing your way through life and that you are the last thing on the list of your priorities. No matter what you've accomplished, there's something deep down in your soul that is screaming out for more and you won't be satisfied until you can figure out what that is. If you're listening to this podcast, I can guess that you've already taken the first steps in recognizing the transformation you're seeking isn't going to be found in doing more, but in discovering why you're so addicted to your doing in the first place. You're probably also realizing that if you don't start to make caring for your emotional and physical well-being a priority, things are only going to get worse. Lasting transformation doesn't happen overnight, and it often doesn't happen without support. They're called blind windows for a reason. I've made it my personal mission in life to support women trying to create an extraordinary life of their own choosing. That's why, in addition to this podcast, I send out powerful emails to help you navigate life as an ambitious, driven, high-achieving women so that you can make the positive changes you need to thrive in your life. Join me for this journey towards what it looks like to love what you do, but love yourself more by signing up for my email list. You'll get first access to resources I've created to support you. Plus, I'll let you know about new podcast episodes, coaching opportunities, and more. Go to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash sign up today and join my community of women who want to live a more empowered and fulfilling life. This is your next step to choosing to make you a priority. I'm Lisa Carpenter, and thank you again for listening to the Full Frontal Living Podcast.